on the go. Great. Yeah. I have a full mug of very hot tea and um, I'm already sweating so I <laughs> didn't think this through. Oh, uh, so we just got back from Ed- Ecuador. 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 Spent most of our time on the coast um, in a beautiful little beach town called Salinas. Mm-hmm. You were staying with friends. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, who lived three weeks three weeks are we okay i don't know (laughs) three blocks off this gorgeous beach so that was amazing Mm because i love the beach but we also spent almost a week in banos which is a town in the bathroom (laughs) it's actually spelled exactly the same way as banos which is bathroom in apparently it just means water or bath something like that anyway um it's a town up in the mountains, right sort of above the Amazon jungle. And then we went from Banos and did a number of adventures in the jungle, which was awesome. All that to say, I sweated a lot. Welcome <laughs> to my entire life. And no one else, like the people who are sort of acclimatized, like our friend who lives there is Canadian, our friends, really, they're yeah. Canadian, they, but they've been there seven years so, or something like that. Is it really that long? Wow. And they don't even put their air conditioner on most of the time and sometimes i was just like please and you run cold well i don't as much anymore i did when i was younger i don't know menopause turned that on its you, head somehow. you run colder than i do mm-hmm. and i'm 31 yeah which well. by the way hey update i am 31 now happy birthday to me yeah yeah as usual we're i sell for your birthday uh, yeah and i celebrated by accidentally wetting the bed <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole thing. I don't know why it happened, but I seem to be fine. <laughs> Are you really sure you wanted to say that? Who cares? Let's destigmatize mm-hmm. it. I don't. Okay. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. All right. Let's... I was asleep, and then I was, and then I was very awake. It's <laughs> like, did that actually? Just yeah. Happen? And then I said, "My dreams like, that happens." Well, but it's never actually. Well, and happened. that's the thing. I was like, I must be dreaming, and then no, I was not. And then I, <laughs> then I kind of woke up inside the bed, being like, "I don't know what to do. What do I do? I'm 31. What do I do? I can't just change my diaper." Well, and I've never, I've never dealt with this situation before because the last time it happened, I was not old enough to change my bedding. No. So I was like, "What do I do here?" I don't even remember that happening. I'm sure it must. Have. I'm sure it did, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't particularly recall. So, um, all that to say, I'm, I'm doing great. <laughs> 31 is really it's really yeah. treating me well so far we've discussed at least two significant bodily fluids mm-hmm. um yeah but oh dear um, <laughs> the I, dog is trying to tear down the blanket for yeah, there's a yeah. lot going on today it's a down, wednesday when we're down. recording this um yes yeah, so we are going to talk today mm-hmm. about jesus and disney yes Yes, and how very well he's actually quite well he's represented through our Disney movies. Yeah, it turns out, right? It's it's been a really really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it kind of all started when I we I watched Encanto. I I was there. I made there. you watch you Encanto. Did. That's true. Yeah, 
Um, well, Dad loves big production numbers of any kind. Yeah, and, and you are like the queen of Disney movies. So maybe I love we a Disney movie. digress and talk about the fact that when you were growing up, yeah. every time a new Disney was released, yeah. your grandma would buy it for us. Would buy it for you, yeah. and and I grew mm-hmm. up. That same grandma would say I could sing practically before I could talk. And a lot of that, I think, had to do with exposure to Disney movies. Because at the time, almost all of them, if not all of them, were musicals. Yeah. I remember choreographing, not choreographing, but, like, blocking um, part of your world as a very, very, like, an early memory. Like, wow. Yeah. Well, yeah, and we did a lot of traveling as a family mm-hmm. um, because mm-hmm. we were speaking, or mostly dad was speaking, your dad, and <laughs> as opposed to my dad. I was going to you know, say, yeah, not dads. not your dad, yeah. And so we spent, yeah, long hours in the, car, in the car, and before they had all the cool technology they have now... Yeah. Dad, Dad MacGyvered up a way to put the TV in the back of, I think at first, the Suburban. We had yeah, this we had big it. Suburban. Um, he'd take out the middle row seats, and then Kendall and I would sit in the back with headphones on. I think they on. just folded down on the Suburban. Oh, maybe. Anyway, yeah, I don't know. I was I didn't know how anything worked at the mm-hmm. time. We put a little TV back there. Like like a like a cube. A cube it TV. It was a cube. Yeah, yeah. a small cube. Um and then he had an inverter that plugged into the cigarette lighter, and that's where yep. the electricity came yep. from. So, anyway, it, it, and then when we really perfected it, we got it so you guys could wear headsets, and we didn't have to listen oh, to I only ever remember there being headsets. Oh, yeah. Before but, the first summer we did it, it was without, and we got so very sick. Yeah. Of the movies. Of hearing the movies. But it made those long trips. I loved them. I looked forward to them. Yeah, movies. Yeah. Like we'd actually get to a rest stop, and you guys wouldn't want to get out because you were, we're a watching good a movie. Part. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I don't. If you're a parent and you have young kids and the whole screen thing, just don't. It don't, was a different time. Don't send me emails. Well, the other thing I was mm. going to say is I spent a lot of time in front of the TV. Not at your behest. You didn't love it, and I distinctly remember you being like, "You've had enough TV today." When I was a little older and being like, I've only watched three hours, which is like, that's a lot of time. It's 10 in the morning. (laughs) You've only watched TV. not other screens, right? TV wasn't the There weren't other screens. And I was a very active child. Mm -hmm. And the only time I wasn't nattering incessantly is if I was watching something. And even then I was talking. Um, Or singing. Or singing. Um, So I get it. I think every parent recognizes a little bit of the draw of parking your kid in front of a TV a TV, the the time TV I remember movie. doing that was early in the morning. If you got up oh, yeah, really early, yeah. and I'm so not a morning person, it was like, oh, I'm gonna go die away and watch TV. Sleep I remember, half an hour more. I remember you being very irritated me with one time, and you, and you said, go watch TV or something. <laughs> I was like, whoa, <laughs> she's wow, she's all really done mad. with me today. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. So I watched a lot of Disney mm. movies. We had a bunch of them. And you loved them, like you memorized pretty much the whole dialogue. When I was 12, so not even a little kid, I could recite all of Pirates of the Caribbean, including sound cues and like music cues wow. from beginning to end. I did it in Celeste Vila's kitchen one time. The rest of my friends did not stay to see the whole thing, but I did stick it out to see if I could do it. And guess what? I'm pretty sure I did. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's a lot. That's... Hyperfocus is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well... It's interesting because, um, okay, so I was going to start telling the story about watching Encanto. And, yeah, I just came back from a Spanish-speaking country, and I still can't say that properly. Although I I did learn to say Esther, 
my friend Karen has a dog named Estaddy. And um, yeah, I was calling her a lot because she's used to be a street dog. Yes, I heard that she's just the best worst dog ever. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway. I don't know that I'm saying it right either. I'm just, I'm, I'm doing You're my trying. best. Yeah, and But I, we were watching this part about this. So there's this house mm -hmm. and the house is alive, really. It has mm -hmm. a personality and La casita. people get a room in this house when they find their gift. Is that? Yeah. When they kind of come of age. Yeah. They get, um, they, they, they leave the nursery and they have their own room. And the room is like basically generated by the house for them based on a special gift that they have. And that's when yeah. their gift manifests as well. And and based on, yeah, their personality, who they are, yeah. all of that. Like one of them has and, like super hearing. Mm -hmm. One of them can like shape shift. One of them talks to animals. Mm -hmm. um, and, and so for me, I've always thought, how can heaven be heaven for everyone if it's all the same? Mm-hmm. And I, then I think of the verse that where Jesus said, in my father's house, there are many rooms. Mm -hmm. And I thought, okay, and Canto, they've kind of got this right where the house, everybody lives in this house, but every room in the house is like a whole other world. Yeah, it's, it's the Mary it's Poppins bag of, of yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I thought that was really, really interesting because like for me, my, if heaven's going to be heaven for me, at least... From my human perspective, mm -hmm. there's going to be a beach and an oh, ocean, yeah. and that's all going to be in my room. Yeah. <laughs> and if you want to come paddleboard someday, you can come to my room. Yeah, great. Love that. I'll <laughs> be singing a lot. Yeah. yeah. I'll be singing and probably making music, like writing music, because that's mm. something I'd like to do more, but I'm just not an instrumentalist. But yeah, I there will be a lot of singing mm. in my room. So you're, if you want to do a duet, you're welcome in my okay. room. The acoustics will be unbelievable. <laughs> Dad says, I don't know if it can be heaven if we don't live together. That is tough. Being like marriage is kind of I dissolved. Know, and I'm I like, know. that. I don't love that. Said, can I come have sleepovers at your house <laughs> or your room? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, that one, what's interesting, mm -hmm. I didn't realize that was the parallel that you drew. I thought it was going to be, and this is a verse we've spoken about a few times and quite recently, um, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Oh, um, you know, what, that, what does that have to do with the house? Well, not so much the house, but everyone has these gifts and, um, ah. and the main <laughs> spoilers about several Disney movies in this episode, but the main character, uh, Mirabel, she technically doesn't have a gift, right? But her gift is that mm. she keeps the family together and she you know, cares for the home and she, she wants, like, she tries to be gracious about not having a gift, but she wants one. She wants to be special like everybody else. Right. But that her, her sort of superpower, her gift is not something superhuman, but it is still almost supernatural in that she is, she creates unity um, hmm. among her family. And, and so. You know who that reminds me of? Debbie? Yeah. Your sister? My yeah. sister. She yeah. was, we called her the relational glue she was. She, she was the glue in every relationship or groups of relationships mm -hmm. that she was part of. Mm -hmm. Someone called her the great includer. And yeah. that, that's a really good description, too. Yeah. 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 And that's, you know, um, that's that's Mirabelle or Mirabelle, if I'm being pretentious about it, because um, I don't speak Spanish. Um, yeah, that's that's the parallel I thought you were drawing. Oh, interesting. OK, well. Uh, so it, this idea is not new to me that um, 
every story in some way tells the story of God. Mm -hmm. um, some 90 years ago, J.R.R. Tolkien told his new friend C.S. Lewis that man-made stories, though, and now I quote, they contain error, reflect a splintered fragment of the true light. Mm -hmm. It's so funny because when I was doing a little bit of research for this um, podcast, I came across exactly the same quote. Oh, okay, yeah. cool. Yeah. So Tolkien also believed that stories and myths are, and again, I quote, the ref a reflection of the image of the creator in us. Mm -hmm. And that's because we're all made in God's image. And in Tolkien's view, part of the imageness of God in us is the gift of creativity. Mm -hmm. In layman's terms, this means that modern stories, even stories written by non-Christians, contain lessons, messages, and themes that reflect the truth from Scripture. Mm -hmm. Put another way, all truth is God's truth. Yes. So this applies not just to books, but to movies, too. In fact, some of the best examples of mainstream movies with a, in Tolkien's words, splintered fragment of the true light are found in popular Disney movies. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and and I guess when I say popular, I don't mean necessarily popular this minute. Yeah. So going back to yeah. your childhood. Well, and there, some of these, some of the ones, the list I've put mm -hmm. together, at least one of them is kind of a B-side um, movie. It's one of my favorites, but okay. not super commercially successful but still like you know big the big disney movie release the big animated disney release of the year okay cool yeah so yeah some of these um yeah disney movies contain in uh, implicit and some would say hidden mm -hmm. bi biblical lessons here's an interesting quote i came across from um a website called crosswalk.com all of the apologetic arguments for the existence of God, the type that is probably least persuasive to skeptics, although most theologically compelling for believers, is ontological arguments, a category of philosophical arguments that rely on the nature of being. Anyway, oh, that's so consumable. I wow. You know what? I didn't even mean to put that part of the quote. I was going to say, but, wow. Um, but here's, let me just try and boil this down. Yeah, for you. yeah, yeah. He, he says basically that um, every story in all of literature mm -hmm. is haunted by Christ. Yeah which I think is, is really cool. So his, his philosophical argument, I have to say I can't really follow it. It's pretty sure. ready. Yeah. Is that if God exists in one world, then he has to exist in all potential worlds. No, that makes sense to me. If Does God that? is, if God is all things and eternal mm -hmm. and, and greater than, than anything, um, and this is taking it at face value of like, let's say parallel universes mm -hmm. exist. If, and he's got to be God of if every this, universe. If this universe was created, if, if the building blocks of this universe came from God, it wouldn't make sense for another universe to exist without those same building blocks. Sort of. I'm, yeah, this, this is not, this is so not my area of expertise, but that kind of makes sense to me. Well, why don't you just help us by uh, telling us one of the stories of the story of one of the Disney movies that we're going to unpack. Yeah. Um, so some of these have like lessons. Some of them have, cause I kind of gave you a list of ones that I think 
illustrate some things. Some of them sort of have lessons. Some of them more have like themes that we see in the Bible. One of the ones that I think is kind of an, an easy one is Hunchback of Notre Dame. So religion, Catholicism in particular, is a huge part of that movie. It's part right. of the setting. Right. Right. The main, essentially the story goes that um, mm. in France, um, there is a, a, a judge, but there's a religious element to his job. Claude Frollo, and he is a racist who hates Romani people. And one day he sees a Romani woman um, with a bundle of something. He assumes that she is stealing something, mm. chases her down, mm. rustles it out of her hands. She dies on the steps of Notre Dame. And he realizes it's a baby, but this baby has some kind of um, uh, deformity, uh, facial and like spinal deformity. And he is about to drown this baby um, when the archdeacon of the church stops him and is like, you obviously can't do this. You have to raise this child as your own. And he's like, fine, I will. But it has to stay in the bell tower and maybe it'll be useful to me someday. So wow. Quasimodo, this child, he grows up. He what does Quasimodo mean? Do you know? Half formed. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's right in the lyrics of the, of the Disney song. And uh, Frollo gave the child a cruel name, a name that means half-formed, Quasimodo. Mm -hmm. um, and so he he teaches this this child, who turns into a young man, that he's he's a monster. And the world is awful and, and, and ugly and wicked, and no one will ever show him any kindness except for Frollo. Of course, Frollo's not being kind to him at all. One day, Quasimodo, who's friends with gargoyles, decides, like, I'm, I'm just going to see what's out there. I'm going to go to this festival, the Festival of Fools. At first, it's fine because people think he's wearing a mask. But when they realize he's not, they become incredible. The townspeople become incredibly cruel. They tie him to this thing and throw stuff at him. And it's awful. And the only person that shows him mercy is this Romani girl who, in the previous scene, was kind of demonized for doing... A very spicy dance for a Disney movie. Um, yeah, it's still a lot. Um, and and she speaks against Frollo, who, who's like, no, no, like I'm teaching him a lesson. And and she's like, no, you, you are oppressing this boy. You're oppressing my people. You are a judge and you refuse to give justice to the people who need it most. Mm. And the thing that I think is really interesting about sort of the thesis, the thesis of this movie is like, what is a monster and what's a man? Um, what is, what is, what is it truly to be inhuman? And, um, it's fascinating to me because in the Bible we see, especially around Jesus, the religious leaders are so often the most pious and potentially the most sinful. And then mm. the people who most closely reflect God's love are, I mean, it's parable, but like the good Samaritan, the the tax collectors are the mm -hmm. ones who throw down what they're doing. The woman with the sinful past. The woman with the sinful past. Jesus exactly. And exactly. And so it is, it's such a great parallel to me of piety and holiness are so not the same no, thing. No, they sure aren't. And I, I had that thought too. I thought, okay, the, this guy, I mean, he's Roman Catholic, not Jewish, but this guy's a Pharisee. He's a Pharisee, right? yeah. Um, that's one that really jumps out to me. And it's, don't watch it with your kids. It's actually a lot. Um, maybe once they're eight, I'd say, is a good time to start having conversations. But yeah, that's one that really jumped out to me. Um, hmm. Well, and I, the, the scripture I, I thought about um, 
connected with that is from James chapter two. My dear brothers and sisters, how can you claim to have faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ mm -hmm. if you favor some people over others? Mm -hmm. Listen to me, and I'm skipping uh, from verse to verse a little bit here, but listen to me, dear brothers and sisters. Hasn't God chosen the poor in this world to be rich in faith? Mm -hmm. Aren't they the ones who will inherit the kingdom he promised to those who love him? But you dishonor the poor. Mm -hmm. Isn't it the rich who oppress you and drag you into court? Aren't they the ones who slander Jesus Christ, whose noble name you bear? Yeah. And then verse 12. So whatever you say or whatever you do, remember that you will be judged by the law that sets you free. And that's the law of love, mm -hmm. by the way. There will be no mercy for those who have not shown mercy to others. But if you've been merciful... God will be merciful when he judges you. Mm -hmm. um, do you want me to do another one? <laughs> oh, are, are we done with that one already? Well, is there more you want to unpack? I've, um, I've brought up the, the central theme that I think yeah. is really biblical. Um, so we talked about the idea of free will. Was that in connection with um, this movie? What a great question. Let me very quickly refer to our text conversation. I'm glad it's recorded. Um I don't think that's the one. Okay, maybe it was in Hercules, which is what, it may what have we been, have down here next. It may have been in Hercules. I am scrolling. No, Beauty and the Beast was the one where we talked about um, free will. Do you want to talk about that one? Sure. Okay, so the whole thesis of this movie is the transformative properties of, of love. Um, basically, a prince is selfish and awful and chooses not to help someone because she seems gross and unfashionable and she's an enchantress he she turns him into this beast and the only way that spell can be broken is if he learns to love someone unconditionally and she loves him back so fast forward and in almost all of these movies someone needs a savior yes yes <laughs> right? the, the the sacrifice is a consistent theme um and in beauty and the beast this girl Belle by, you know, kind of circumstance, ends up being captive of the beast and they're starting to fall in love and there's a time limit on this curse. Basically, they have to beat this rose that's wilting. It has to happen before that wilts. Um, and they're almost there, but Belle says something about missing her father and through, through magic realizes her father is sick and possibly dying. The beast knows that if she goes right now, he probably will never break the spell and he will be stuck a beast for the rest of his life. But he tells her to go because he recognizes that keeping her there mm. isn't love. And yeah, I mean, this is a cliche, but if you love something, so let it, let, let it go. Yeah. yeah. And, and, mm -hmm. and God could force us to love him. Yeah. We could be captives of his, mm -hmm. but he recognizes that is not true love. He wants us to come back to him of our own free will. Mm -hmm. And and that's kind of, yeah, one of the central pieces that and I we know that, like the scripture says, he isn't willing for anyone to be eternally separated from no. him. But he is willing to allow us to exercise our own will. Mm -hmm. He wants he wants our love to be real mm -hmm. for him. Yeah. 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 Wow. Um, I thought about um, Philippians 2 um, when looking at this story. Um, it's uh, the passage I'm thinking about says have this attitude that was in Jesus mm -hmm. though he existed as God he didn't 
uh, cling to his rights as God, but emptied himself, mm. taking on um, the form of a uh, the form of a man, and in even being crucified as a criminal, mm -hmm. basically. Um, it's selfless love, and and that's what we eventually see in the beast, right? Yeah, yeah. One well, and that selfless love is all also comes through really quite strongly in Hercules, which is very much a b-side but one of my absolute all-time favorites i think that's why i'm really into like motown and gospel style music um mm, yeah. and like r&b is my favorite style to sing um the story being zeus the the big the big greek god of all the other greek gods has the son hercules he's fully god but then hades who for the purposes of this movie is sort of the stand-in for the Satan, devil, Satan, yeah. yeah. Um, he, mm. out of jealousy, out of a bunch of things. I mean, it's all based on Greek mythology. mythology yeah. yeah. Um, he basically has Hades taken from Mount Olympus and has him consume a potion that turns him human, so he can't go back to Olympus. He still has godlike strength, but he is—he's—he's he's a demigod now. He's not like a god god. <laughs> so Hercules grows up, finds out that he is the son of Zeus, and he can rejoin his father once he proves that he's a true hero. And so he starts doing all these things. He's like beating the Minotaur and Gorgons and like saving towns and cities left and right. And he's, he goes back to Zeus and is like, ta-da, I did it. Like, I'm an action figure now. Like, everybody <laughs> likes me. Right. And Zeus is like, no, no. Doing heroic things and being a true hero is not the same thing. And it's only when he gives up his power, he gives up his, his strength, to save someone that he loves and even quite literally goes down to the underworld to bring back her spirit, potentially sacrificing himself to stay in the underworld forever, that he is, his, his God powers are restored because, um, quote the movie, um, a hero is not measured by the size of his strength, but the strength of his heart. Mm -hmm. So basically it is not acts. First of all, I mean, sound familiar to have yeah. the son of God sent down to earth. Um, but also it, it's not our acts that define us. Um, it is not, there's a verse that I don't know, but it, it is not by works. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Ephesians 2, 8, 9. Nice. Uh, not, um, yeah. Uh, for by, by grace, you're saved through faith, not of works. Mm -hmm. um, it's a gift of God. Mm -hmm. So no one can boast. Yeah. Uh, I think I, left out a few parts there but, but that's yeah the idea yeah it doesn't it is and mm. it truly is a accepting what's been given to us but your heart god sees your heart god sees your deeds but mm -hmm. more than that he sees your heart there is so much more we could do so I, we i could go on about all of this for days the yeah surface. maybe we need to do a podcast on each one of these yeah, honestly maybe we probably <laughs> could there's some good ones yeah. yeah there are some good ones but here i just want to say this Every analogy breaks down at some point. Even, oh, for sure. Jesus' parables break down at some <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, if you dig deep You're enough. not supposed to, you know, take everything a lock, stock, and barrel. They're not a perfect so analog. So don't, don't get all offended that we're using, you know, Greek mythology to talk about God and yeah. about Jesus. We're not, we realize this is not a perfect analogy. And these Here's, were not written as, like, 
biblical teaching no, tools either. <laughs> These are accidents. Thing. They are amazing. Mm-hmm. And I think every story is ultimately the story of good and evil mm-hmm. and a savior. Mm-hmm. And so here's what I'm encouraging is that you watch some of these movies with your kids yeah, and then have conversations 100%. and open up the Bible. That's what we're encouraging. Mm-hmm. So uh, before we go, I want to encourage you to subscribe on your favorite app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Or, of course, you can listen anytime using the MyJoy Radio app. That is it for us today on Grow on the Go. I'm Kevin Pankhurst. And I'm Donna Carter, encouraging you to help your kids grow on the go. Thanks for listening to Grow on the Go. Share this episode on social media and find more great programs at faithstrongtoday.com.